0: Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. Wanting to encourage us in reading God's Word and also a way for me sometimes to stay in touch with some people that I've discipled, some people for most of their life. And so today I want to do a little shout out to the newest child in our family. It's a daughter-in-law. So our son Micaiah married. Got married a couple of weeks ago, Labor Day weekend to Camille, and yesterday was Camille's birthday. So belated happy birthday to Camille, and we're so happy to have you in the family. We're super excited for you and Makaya, and and uh, for all that entails. So we are in Deuteronomy chapter thirty-four, the last chapter of Deuteronomy. It's a very short chapter, so I think we'll get it get through it today and tomorrow. And let's just dive in as we prayerfully, we want to encourage you to be prayerfully reading God's Word to get the f- uh, full aspect of the ministry of God's Word. So here we are, Lord help us as we go through this, chapter 34, first couple of verses. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land of Gil of Gilead, as far as Dan, all of Naphtalah, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land, of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have Cause you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. And we will stop there at the end of verse four. So it's interesting. um, When I'm reading through this, usually reading a chapter a day, i actually reading multiple chapters a day. I miss many things, right? We all do when we go quickly through these things. And it is interesting that here he is using naming some of the parts of the land according to who is going to settle it and other parts of the land according to the landscape. So there's uh, Jericho is the city they're going to take over. And then you have, um, I think there was the Western Sea. Okay, so the Western Sea, that's going to be the Mediterranean Sea there. So these are different things. It's just interesting how this is. But the main thing is uh, Moses has given his last sermon. And that's what all of Deuteronomy is. Maybe in three parts. Like a treaty. An ancient treaty would have been done. Although with a few new twists to it. And then. So then. He, and then he writes a psalm. He writes it all down. God makes him write everything down. And then. Bless the twelve tribes of Israel. And now he goes up to see the promised land that he's not going to be able to go into before he is going to be laid to rest. And it is, you know, interesting to think back on why he's not going into the promised land. It is interesting to think why would God let him see it? He asked if he could see it. Uh, And so God did uh, say that he would allow him to see it. And that's what he's doing. And I think there's more to it than that. I don't know how far you can see. And I've been on some mountain tops, and you can see pretty far, maybe further than we think, because we might think that something that's pretty far away is actually something that's closer or further. So for instance, um, on top of a, a mountain, I might think that I'm looking at city A, but I'm actually looking at a city that's further away, like city B or C, and so I think that I'm not seeing, but eight miles away but really i'm seeing something that's 18 miles away for instance but the earth is round at least according to most of us and there's only so far you can see something that's actually on this round ball even when you're up on a high mountain and these mountains aren't super high and the middle east is there's a lot of history in the middle east but it's maybe not as big as we think but anyways he's on top of this mountain and I think that God is giving him some supernatural vision to see what he's seeing. And it's interesting that God is God even says <clears throat> that I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over. So I think there's a <clears throat> I think there's a part an aspect here that is a little supernatural in what Moses is getting to see. And I think part of it is might even be fulfilling part of what God has told Moses is going to happen and and so now Moses is getting to see it and it's just a, interesting too that we'll see this in the next couple of verses as the chapter ends here about Moses that there is no one else like Moses and so the author of Deuteronomy here who I suspect is Moses has for the most part written all of this because God tells him to write it so the very end he didn't necessarily right although he could have written and he could have said well this is how it's going to end i'm going to go up here they're going to say this they're going to do that and then um, let me just write this little note about me (laughs) well maybe but we know that it's inspired by god but it is interesting that there is nobody else that's ever going to have the kind of relationship with god that moses had until we get to the angel of the lord jesus coming and and revealing himself um as the messiah as the as the son of god that will so the twelve disciples that will have the face to face well it'll be tens of thousands right but the relationship now Moses' relationship was a long time it wasn't just three and a half years so that's pretty unique and to realize that this man that walked with God That spoke with god that went face to face with god as best as you can wrote these books and deuteronomy is maybe the most personal part of it the very end of it And as i think about my own life that you know i'm at a way different stage of my life than i've ever been before usually looking back on my life i was looking forward to a long life well now i've lived that long life and According to the Bible, 70 years has a man, and if by strength, 80. So I'm down in my last 10 to 20 years that I that I have. And, and as far as n- none of us are promised tomorrow, but just as I'm thinking about this and thinking about Moses, who lived a lot longer than that, that we tend to think about things that are a little bit more important, maybe, I think so anyway, when we're older than when we're younger. Younger, we're obviously willing to take more risks. Maybe we think we're wiser than we really are. And and then we we get to the stage of life where I am now, and we're slowing down a whole lot, and we're realizing, wow, okay, you're not gonna stay super energetic your entire life. Your mind does start to slip, slip a little bit. Maybe I have too much in there. That's probably not my problem. But you know, we struggle with words. Or with names or with memories the next thing you know we are slipping away and that's not the case with Moses and we'll talk about that tomorrow but the reality is is that we tend to think about some things in a way different way than when we were younger and Deuteronomy is that book I know that a lot of people will look at Ecclesiastes as a book written by the wisest man that ever lived and he writes it in his old age And he's got a lot of regrets. um, But here in Deuteronomy, we have an even older man writing this book who is walking with God. And so I'm at age 60 wishing I had done a really in-depth study of Deuteronomy at a younger age. I guess I'm saying all that to say that. Deuteronomy is a good book. We should read it more often than we do and maybe at a slower rate. God bless you guys. Have a good day. Tomorrow we finish this great book. God bless.